0: Welcome to Unpacking It! I'm Bryce Johnson. Hope you're doing great today. Thank you so much for joining us as we unpack sports, faith, and life. You can check out our website, unpackingit.com. It's brand new, revamped. It's loaded with content, so check it out. We've got tons of podcasts, videos, blogs, all about Unpacking It Ministries. You can find out how you can donate to support our show and the ministry. It's all on unpackingit.com. While you're there, sign up for our weekday email devotional uh, that we send out that is really just an encouragement uh, each day uh, for sports fans. And, and so uh, at the end of the show, we'll, we'll pick one of them from the week to talk about on air, uh, but you can read them each weekday on our website or in your email. Just go to unpackingit.com. Today's show is a little unique because I'm going to to share some some personal thoughts uh, with you today. Uh, It's been a rough week for me um, and my wife, and so I'm going to talk about it today. And so we'll get to that uh, in in just a little bit. Um, But also, it's our yearly fantasy football show. And and I try to do at least one show a year where we talk about fantasy football, and I talk about the, the one fantasy football league uh, that has meant a lot to me in my life. And, and so we'll, we'll talk about some of the, the underrated players and, and value picks, uh, and we'll have some fun with that uh, in just a few minutes as well. Uh, but I do want to tell you uh, about a new partner of ours, and it's an organization called Uncommon. All right, So their goal is to encourage men to be the husband, dad, and leader we were always meant to be. So they provide blogs, videos, and other great content, and their mantra is, don't be a jack. All right? So you can visit them over at Uncommon.org. That's Uncommon, spelled U-N-C-O-M-M-E-N.org. All right? So they spell it uh, with with men at the end. So it's Uncommon.org, and I really appreciate their support, and I hope that you'll support them as well. So let's talk some fantasy, all right? So each year, I, uh, I have a fantasy draft with my high school buddies. And so we began this league in 2004, and we've been drafting ever since. And each year, it seems to get bigger and bigger as far as draft weekend goes. And this year, we had 13 of 14 managers that are in our league in person, in Charlotte. Uh, we're all from Charlotte. And so guys come home, but we had one guy come from Chicago and, and the, on the coast. And so we, we had guys travel in for this big weekend. So we draft on Saturday, but on Friday night this year, we did something that's called Top Golf. And it's starting to pop up around the country. Charlotte just got one. And it is one of the coolest activities you could ever think of. I mean, it is so much fun. It's basically set up like bowling. Where you have your own lane essentially, but it's 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 a driving range where your golf ball is actually tracked because when you're up to hit it, it can go into a different target and, and so it's just a lot of fun so you just play all night and and they've got food and everything else and so it's just uh, it was a lot of fun so that kick started the weekend. And so on Saturday, though, we ended up drafting from about 2.30 or so, I I think until almost 8 o'clock. So it is a full day's event. (laughs) And and so what what makes it so much fun, though, is the camaraderie and the connection that fantasy football provides a, a bunch of guys who became friends in high school. And, and so I know a lot of schools do reunions and you end up catching up with people that you may or may not really care about or people you haven't seen in so long. What makes fantasy football great is that we stay connected year-round because of this silly activity we call fantasy. And it's never been about just fantasy. It's about friendship. It's about community. It's about an opportunity to, to, to get together, to keep up, and to have something competitive that you can rally around. And, and so that's what, that's what fantasy has been for us. And so each year I just try to, to put fantasy football in a different context because I think some people, you know, they get so caught up in it and it, maybe it's about trying to, you know, win the, win the prize or the money or whatever, however your league is set up. But for us, it's all about winning a ring we, and we have a trophy as well. But but beyond that, we experience life together. And so that's what I'll talk about in just a few minutes for, for how it affects me personally. But, but what, I, what I love is during the draft, we go around the room. And after each round, one guy stands up and talks about his own life. So we're each on the clock to draft their own player. Well, in our league, we say, all right, every round, one guy is going to be on the clock to talk about marriage, kids, family life, whatever whatever is going on so that we're all in the loop and 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 so you don't necessarily have to fill everybody in on every detail 13 different times, you just share it once. So that's kind of the setup for us. But we start our draft with with a prayer and, and people have kind of different thoughts on on faith and in their own faith journey. They're at different just stages of it and and some are searching and some are really following Jesus and but we have this this time of prayer and, and we know that fantasy is fantasy, but there are more important things in life. And so while we're talking trash all day and having fun and making fun of people for drafting certain players at different times, there's this underlying thread of depth and faith and, and friendship. And so if you're not in a fantasy football league, I encourage you to find one and to really do it with. People that you care about, or people that you want to keep up with. Maybe it's family members. Maybe it's, it's you know it's just an excuse to to keep up with each other. Um, and so I, I I just I just encourage people to do that. And what's so cool since two thousand four, fantasy football has really grown. ESPN this week they did a whole I think it was twenty eight hour marathon of fantasy football coverage, and sh- and so so it shows just how much of an impact it's had on culture and and even some of the stories that they were sharing about other leagues, a lot of them are ridiculous because they have a punishment for who finishes last and they do crazy things and people get tattoos. But again, even some of the stories that I heard, it goes back to guys wanting that camaraderie and wanting to be in a league together because growing up, we're on baseball teams and basketball teams and and you have the the locker room and the dugout and and all that sort of thing but then when you hit 30 and 40 and and maybe you're you're less connected maybe you've got people at work that you you have some level of teamwork that's a part of it but it's it's different when it's fun and it's you know it uh, it's outside of work and you're just playing fantasy football so that's why i love it that's that's why i play uh i've won twice so since 2004 i've won twice in this specific league with my high school buddies. Um, but this year, I'm, I'm getting after it. I'm ready, I'm ready to get another ring. Uh, I didn't necessarily have the best draft, but I'll be able to respond. It's all about in-season in changes and, and the right pickups and, and you know all that kind of thing. But I did want to share just a couple of players that I think uh, you should probably target if you haven't drafted yet. Just some guys that I think are, are underrated players. And, and I'll begin with the Houston Texans. I'm all in on the Houston Texans this year. I think Deshaun Watson is the real deal. I talked about him uh, a couple weeks ago on the show. I think he's going to elevate that offense. And so I would go after DeAndre Hopkins, Lamar Miller, uh, CJ Fedorowicz. Um, There are some guys there that I think will have very nice seasons. And I think Lamar Miller is very underrated. I ended up drafting him. And people just sort of think he's, he's a mediocre running back. He's put up really good numbers the last three years. He's in the mix for for being one of the top running backs. And, And last year, their offense just wasn't very strong because they had inconsistent quarterback play. This year, that's going to change. So Lamar Miller is going to be more valuable. So keep an eye out for him. Another team, the Detroit Lions, they get overlooked. And people downplay Matthew Stafford. He put up really good numbers last year. And he throws the ball all over the field. So Golden Tate is a wide receiver you want to target because he doesn't get as much attention as many of the, the, the top wide receivers in the NFL, but he brings a lot of value. Then you also have their running back, Theo Riddick, who catches the ball out of the backfield. So if you're in a PPR league, Theo Riddick is the guy you want to have. And you can get him at great value because people overlook him. Because he's not your prototypical running back. He's not the big name running back. But last year, he put, he put up great points for me every week, and so I get him in both of my leagues. Uh, he, he's, a key, he's a key contributor for me. The, the Kansas City Chiefs are another interesting team because we don't quite know if they're going uh, again with Alex Smith, how far can he take them, and so how good can that offense be? I go after Travis Kelsey. I like him as a tight end, but Spencer Ware seems to be a guy you can get at value Because people think Kareem Hunt is just going to come right in and take Spencer Ware's job. But before he got a concussion where last year, he was very effective. And so I think he gets back on track this year and will have a really nice season. And then one final player to keep an eye out that you can get late in the draft is Giovanni Bernard with the Cincinnati Bengals. Coming off an injury, they drafted Joe Mixon. Everybody thinks that he's just going to come in and be the guy right away. But I think Bernard still has a role in the offense. And, and again, you can get him at value. One unique strategy that I implemented this year is I only drafted one quarterback and one tight end. I went all in on Derek Carr and Travis Kelsey, and then I loaded up my team with running backs and wide receivers because I think, because most teams in most leagues, you only play one quarterback, one tight end each week, and you just need to pick up a guy for the bye week. But why keep a player there all season if you need to have plenty of depth at wide receiver and running back. So that's my strategy this year. I'll let you know how it goes, but it's something to consider if you haven't drafted yet. So if you're just joining us, it's unpacking it. We're talking sports, faith, and life. Talking a little fantasy football today on a, on a kind of a special show. Uh, at the end of the show, I'll do unpack this. But I want to talk about life for a minute here. And I mentioned in our fantasy league, we go around the room each each round Somebody is on the clock and this year I was last and I'm the commissioner of the league and and I ended up sharing at the very end that my wife and I were pregnant and so this was a week ago uh, on Saturday and, and my wife and I thought that, that we were pregnant and so I, I shared it with the league. Well, on Monday, we went in for the ultrasound and, and found out that, that unfortunately, we, we had a miscarriage. And it was devastating to hear. It, it was just a, a heartbreaking experience to just to have all the emotions of the excitement of being pregnant. And and my wife and I don't have kids yet. And so uh, we were really looking forward to it. And we were ready. And, and then it's just sort of uh, just taken right out from under you. And it's a lot to process. And it's been a long week. It's been a tough week. It's been disappointing, devastating, and, and all the emotions you can imagine. And the reason I bring it up today is because God has given me this platform of having a radio show. And and we're on in, in 30 different uh, affiliates around the country. And, and it's, it's a huge blessing to be able to talk sports and, and faith with you but it's also about talking about life. And a lot of guys I have on our show, I ask them tough questions and I ask them to share about difficult times in their life and they're transparent and they share on our show about what they've been through and, and how God has impacted their life. And so today I, I just felt compelled and convicted to share a little bit of my story. And it's, it's not the end of the world. Um, and it's not, I'm not gonna compare the pain that I felt this week uh, to to any other types of pain or difficulty or struggles, but it, this is what it is. It's dealing with a miscarriage, and and there there's a lot that goes just kind of into the the, the emotions of that. Uh, to be there for your wife, but there's also the 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 important element of this is that God is still good, He's still faithful, and that that our hope is rooted in Him. And so whatever the the disappointment is in life and whatever plan we may have that that ends up changing course and and what's so tough about this situation is just you start over. We were moving along in the process of all right, we're pregnant, we're going to tell our parents and uh you know, we're going to share with people and we're going to go through the next 9 months and all that kind of thing and then you, there's a timeout and it's like, nope, that's not happening. We're starting over and and we don't know what the future holds. We we don't know what's next. And and so um. through that though this is when our faith is is so important this is when we rely on God for strength and peace and we still can find joy in the disappointment and in the uncertainty and listen I, it's been hard this week I've been angry I've been frustrated Uh, I, I haven't felt you know a lot of energy or excitement or wanting to even put together a radio show or wanting to write a devotional every day when I myself am hurting. But but I wanted to share this because the reality is miscarriages are, are relatively common and, and people don't talk about it. I even asked the the doctor, I was like, you got to be kidding me, one in three pregnancies end in a miscarriage? I, I had no idea. That's because people don't talk about it and, and, and unfortunately women feel like it's their fault or they feel ashamed or they feel all these different emotions that shouldn't be placed on them because a miscarriage, it just kind of happens. It's not even about whether you followed all the certain rules or whatever for a pregnant woman. That, that's not what it's about. And people don't realize that. People don't understand it. And, and, and nobody's out you know, sharing this on social media. We only share the, the ultrasounds that, that show a heartbeat. How many people get on there and share the ultrasound that, that shows no heartbeat? Um, because it it is, it's very difficult to share that, but a lot of us experience this. And so we need each other to encourage each other, to support each other. And so my encouragement to all of us today, if you've experienced this, be willing to talk about it and, and continue to seek the Lord, continue to find your hope and strength in the Lord. And, and if you've never experienced, but you know, someone who has, or, or just to, to have a compassion for people when they do tell you, and if they do tell you, um, and to just be there to listen and to allow th- them to go through the process of, of dealing with the grief, dealing with the, the disappointment, um, because it is a bummer. It's a huge bummer. But I believe in Romans eight twenty eight that that all things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So good is going to come out of this, and even if it today somebody can see Jesus and, and, and the love of God through just my, my story and, and sharing it with you today. Um, And so I I hope that that's that's the the purpose behind it uh, and and me sharing it on this show today. So thanks so much uh, just for hearing my heart today. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back, and and we'll talk a little sports. uh, But thanks for being with us today on Unpacking It. Real quickly, I wanted to remind you of our weekday email devotional that we call Unpack This. It's a, a quick thought about sports, faith, and life that is delivered directly to your email inbox each weekday, and you can sign up for free on unpackingit.com. We hope that this will help you make more of your day. We just want to encourage, challenge, and inspire you to follow Jesus and become more like him. Just head on over to unpackingit.com. This is Unpacking It, the show about sports, faith, and life. Check out our revamped website, unpackingit.com. It has been totally changed, and we've still got all the great content. Previous guest interviews you can listen to. We've also got interviews that you can watch and other videos you can see. Plus, all of our blogs and devotionals are available on unpackingit.com. Check it out. Share it with your friends. Post it on social media. We'd really appreciate uh, the support and, and letting people know uh, about the new website, unpackingit.com. While you're there, check out some of the events that we have coming up this fall. And if you're in the, the North Carolina area, maybe you can come and and participate and be a part of those events. Uh, and then as we continue to add other events around the country, uh, hopefully you can participate in those as well. But if you can't make it, you can always support the ministry and what we're doing and a lot of our activities and initiatives uh, by donating. And, and so we, we depend on support from listeners and, and people that are associated with our ministry. And so you can go to com slash donate and you can support us either monthly or maybe just a one-time gift or, or regularly. Or, or as you feel led and and so we greatly appreciate your support so that we can continue to challenge encourage and inspire sports fans to follow Jesus and become more like him and and so one of the key ways we do this is through unpack this and today I want to talk about an interesting article uh, that I saw on the ringer.com all right so Bill Simmons started this. Website a few years ago, and, and they really write some, some unique and, and intriguing articles. And so this week, it was about the NFL's mindfulness movement and how it's spreading. And so they explained how more and more teams are incorporating sports psychology into their overall strategy. And, and so there are people that are experts and, and have companies that, that really focus on this But mindfulness training is actually being used by teams like the Falcons, Seahawks, Colts, and 49ers to help their players and coaches with mental clarity, meditation, awareness, stress, and worry. And so they're discovering just how valuable it is to take their mind seriously and and really understand how it affects their emotions and behavior. And so Falcons head coach Dan Quinn He's seen the benefits of mindfulness training in his own life, and and Pete Carroll, I think, has had an impact on, on him, and because and Dan Quinn used to be with the Seahawks, and so Quinn shared this with the ringer. He said, quote, I was always this person that was looking to the next and the next. Sometimes I think I missed out on the present moment, on the experiences I had, and the jobs I had that were so much fun, end quote. And so even just that, that, that mentality of what's next, what's next, what's next, we can probably all take a moment and think, ooh, yeah, I'm probably guilty of that. But then when you really think about you know, what's, what's the, the mental thought process behind that, how do we change that mindset, then you can start experiencing some change. And so Quinn, he's placed a premium on the mental aspect of the Falcons' culture. So when he took over, he's really implemented this, because he realizes how the health and understanding of the mind uh, affect all areas of life, including football. And so for us today, while we see the benefits of mindfulness training in, in sports, I hope that we can see how similar strategies can be valuable for us too, as we love God with all our heart, soul, strength, and mind. There is great importance in considering how we think, what we think about, and how our emotions and view of life are affected. Are we meditating on scripture? Are we careful about the thoughts that are dominating our mind? Are we aware that stress and worry may be a result of what we're dwelling on? We could be missing out on joy and what's happening in the moment because we're allowing our mind to race and focus on the wrong things. But there's a, a, a great verse in the Bible because the reality is God has given us our mind as an asset and, and to use it for his glory. And, and so it, it says in Romans, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So I'm Bryce Johnson. I hope you can unpack that. Uh, found it very interesting how the NFL, which is such a physical sport, has has started to catch on to the importance of the mental side, not just having a football IQ or being an intelligent player, but but really focusing on the mind and the thoughts and, and, and what we're dwelling on uh, and what athletes are dwelling on. So hopefully that's a, an encouragement and a challenge to all of us today. Man, appreciate you being a part of the show. It's been a lot of fun to join you. Thanks for uh, just hearing my heart today uh, and greatly appreciate all of your support uh, with prayers, uh, with encouragement, with your financial support. Uh, I'm greatly uh, appreciative that, that the Unpacking It community uh, is what it is and, and that we can be sports fans following Jesus together. So thank you so much for joining me today on Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. Had a blast. Can't wait to join you again next week. My hope as we end the show is that we will continue to unpack who Jesus is and discover a deeper relationship with him. I'm passionate about sports, but my stronger passion is for people to know Jesus and experience God's grace. Thanks for listening today. Have a wonderful week, and I'll talk to you next time on Unpacking It.